Jess, reporting live, alive, <laughs> from home today. Good morning. Um, we got a lot. Can you check the text from home? You can see everybody? Yeah, I can see okay. it. Okay, let's, uh, let's start with you first, as we always do. We call you the 6 o'clock club. This is anybody in Maryland that's awake first thing in the morning. You're like our little family. We're like the, we're like the crew that gets up together. There's something really special about this because nobody else is up being productive. We're sitting here in 38-degree weather, just chilling together. Text us, 410-583-1065, and we will shout you out. Who's up? Veronica, good morning. Jess R. from Westminster is with us. Big Energy Lisa is here. Cheryl, Rhonda, and Pasadena. Jess, the critical care nurse. Good morning. Our kinder care ladies, Karen and Amber. Jenny from Frederick. Jay from Glen Burnie checking in. We got Terry. Um, who else is up with us? Christine. Good morning. Hope Adele. LG, the sassy scientist. Stacy in Port Deposit. Terrence. Clever Kevin. Mama McJam. And Mr. W. And Lisa. Happy Monday. 410-583-1065. So, <laughs> I've purposely not asked many questions because I wanted to talk to you in person about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the 6 o'clock club feels the same way. What I'm thinking about doing is bumping our group therapy today to Tuesday to reschedule mm-hmm. that because I feel like we have to talk about your surgery. This is such a bizarre story. In case you don't know, give like the really quick backstory, Six O'Clock Club, and then maybe give us a 30-second recap of what actually ended up happening just so we so, can kind of get caught up this morning. So um, I've shared with you guys that I was having really bad issues with my period. And then we found out that the, I had a submucosal fibroid, which those can cause back pain and, and just really crappy stuff for your period. And so after a couple of months just trying to figure out what we could do, I had to get surgery this last Friday. Um, and when they went in there to remove what they were supposed to remove, it wasn't there anymore. So, like, what yeah. in the world? Mm-hmm. We'll get into more of it later on because I feel like we just have to really break that down because it's just like my mind can't comprehend the story, you know? And maybe you've had something like this before. Maybe you've had some type of weird medical something that just like went away. I don't know. The whole story just is bizarre, but we'll, we'll move into that later on. How are you feeling is important. I'm okay. I think just like um, I'm very uncomfortable because obviously, I mean, they put me out for the procedure, which is good, but I obviously can tell that <laughs> they're all up in my salad and it's very, very uncomfortable. Um, I'm sore and I'm just like having some stomach issues from like the, the medication I had I had been taking, but just, you know, just resting and healing right now. Now, these are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore Top Three with Jess. Number three. Maryland Governor Wes Moore is reacting to the video of the brutal Memphis police beating that led to the death of Tyree Nichols, a 29-year-old black man. Police said they stopped Nichols for reckless driving. And from there, the video is filled with the officers punching, kicking, and beating him with batons as he calls out for his mother, who reportedly lives within 80 yards of where the beating took place. Nichols was hospitalized in critical condition and died three days after the incident. And the governor says the inhumanity that was shown to Nichols is intolerable by anybody, but especially by people whose job 
and responsibility it was to protect him. Governor Moore says Maryland is grieving with Tyree's family, friends, and community. I mean, what can we even say about this this morning? I feel like you get to a point where you just get so frustrated with these stories. And it's like right when the scab starts to feel like a little bit better, then all of a sudden like more stuff like this happens. And you're just like, man, like how... How do we process this? You know, like how, like what do you do with this? It's it's very heavy. Um, obviously, the investigation is still ongoing. There were peaceful protests in Baltimore over the weekend, so a lot of people have um, more to say about this. And yeah. the officers involved in the beating, who are also black, were fired and are now being charged in Nichols' death. And he is set to be laid to rest on Wednesday. So I'm sure this is not going to be the last time we talk about this. And that's what sucks, mm-hmm. is because it's not going to be the last time we talk about this. It's not. And every time I think we hope for it to be the last time we talk about this, and then it's not. And then it gets more, I think it gets more and more discouraging every time we talk about this. I think mm-hmm. that's the frustrating part with this. All right. Number two. Super Bowl 57 is officially set. It'll be the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs on February 12th at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. The Chiefs open as slight favorites. They're 2-2 two and two in previous Super Bowl appearances. Uh, the complete lineup of Super Bowl 57 performers includes Grammy-winning country star Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem. You're going to see legendary R&B producer Babyface set to perform America the Beautiful. And Emmy-winning Abbott Elementary actress Cheryl Lee Ralph will deliver a rendition of lift every voice and sing and of course we're going to be seeing rihanna performing at the halftime show i mean what's the vibe the vibe is i'm just like well can we where is rihanna the vibe is we're waiting for <laughs> so, rihanna like, is anyone do you think anyone's really wildly excited about this game um i mean if i sure it's the super bowl would we be more excited if if we were there well, absolutely do yeah. I, I mean am i do i think eagles fans are the absolute worst yeah but on my focus is rihanna Number one. Avatar The Way of the Water has scored the top spot at the North American box office once again. The Avatar sequel pulled in $15.7 million this week, bringing its domestic total to $620.5 million. And at the global box office, Avatar 2 continues to break records. It has now passed Star Wars The Force Awakens, becoming the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. The top four is now dominated by James Cameron with his films Avatar and Titanic in first and third place at the global box office. Avengers Endgame still sits in second place. What do you think that man's net worth is? Like, can you imagine? Like, no, it's just it's weird. When you think Every about- week, it's like, now it was the sixth. Now it's the fourth most highest grossing movie of all time. It's insane. What do you think What do you think net, um, James Cameron's net worth is after making it- all these huge movies? At least a billion. No, close though. Seven hundred million, which hmm. doesn't sound like a lot of money. <laughs> like, what is with you? That sounds like an absurd amount of it, money. But in comparison to like making that many big films, like if I'm like if I've made y'all billions of dollars, I better have at least one of those billions, you know. But over time, over yeah. time though, you know what I mean. This is Jess, and that was your top three. Yo, what's the deal with Pennsylvania? What's the deal with it? I don't get it. <laughs> I just, I just don't understand why. Why can't a week go by? A week. Well, we're not turning to our neighbors of the north and being like, what in the world is happening here? So we've given them their very own segment called P.A. So Cray Cray, where we take the the weirdest story. Like, okay, for sure, Florida is the weirdest state, but I would, I'm arguing with this segment. 
that just an hour north of Baltimore turns into the most bizarre place of all time. Jess, I know you like to disclaim with we have we love our neighbors. We do. Yeah, I mean we there we have no beef There's with no, PA. Well, um, it, this rocky. is all said out of love, but it would be a miss <laughs> if we try to deny the fact that very odd things take place there. Listen to this. This just is like this just sounds like a terrible like cop comedy or something. Okay. So Friday police were trying to save a vehicle when in fact it turned into like a way bigger problem than it even started with. Okay. So there's this two car crash, right? One of these vehicles ended up catching on fire. Oh no. So officers show up at the scene. And they're like, what do we do? Pennsylvania's finest, I'm sure, too. I'm sure they're great people, okay? So what they decide to do is they, they get the vehicle that wasn't on fire, and they, they move it away from the vehicle that was on fire, okay? So that, that okay. problem was solved. So then what they decide to do then is as they're moving it away from that car, they didn't realize the car that was on fire wasn't in park so now, this flaming car starts rolling down the hill. No. Oh, no. It crashes into a house. <gasps> no. And then what happens, Jess? The house catches on yeah. fire. The, the house 100% caught on fire. Oh, no. So now not only are they dealing with a car wreck, a burning car, but now because it, nobody took the time to like, and again, listen, I can't. I can only imagine. First responders, we got nothing but love for you. A lot of things you got to think through. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. But like nobody thought to check to see if the burning car was in a park, and when it wasn't, mm-hmm. the house literally caught on fire because it rolled down the hill and ran into the, <laughs> into the burning house. And I'm not laughing because that's terrible. It's funny. I'm laughing because like why? Yeah. Why always can we turn to Pennsylvania and say, what in the hell? Like, why is this kind of stuff happening? And that's a segment that we've dedicated to our neighbors to the north called PA So Cray Cray. I owe you an apology. There's a very specific group of people in the state of Maryland and actually worldwide. My apology this morning comes from such a sincere place. And it's going to everyone all over the world that have ever made you feel less than. I've ever made you feel worse about yourself or that there's something wrong with you. And I'm talking today to Disney adults. Yeah, you, Jessica Dutra, you. Mm, 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 You and all the other ones, all you other adults that for some reason still have a fascination with even though you're grown, you still go pay hundreds of dollars to go get your matching shirts. Yeah. Size toddlers at age 60, they're all the same, all the same print, doesn't matter. And you go stand in line for hours and hours and your feet hurt. And you're so exhausted by the end of the day, but for some reason it's your absolute favorite thing to do. And not until this weekend was I able to fully comprehend why you do this, okay? You've been really mean to us. I have been. And just know this comes from my heart. Okay, I'll I'll be the judge of that. This weekend... The 1997 classic Nintendo video game, GoldenEye, got re-released. Okay? It's a game that I played very fondly as a child. I mean, 
This was like, think back to like your childhood. You know, like there's like that one thing that like upset you were obsessed with during a summer. Like GoldenEye 64 was my summer obsession for 1997. Okay, but it's been hell. It's been 25 years. I'm, I'm an adult. I'm grown. Mm-hmm. But I saw this game got re-released, and I'm like, you know what? For nostalgia reasons, maybe I should just uh, just check it out, just to show myself that I've grown up. I've matured since those days. Okay. Tell me why I didn't play that game for over four hours this weekend. Tell me why it did not bring me the most amount of maximum joy that I've probably felt in my adult life. Yes, a a game that I grew up playing. Let's see, I would have been 12 when it came out. Tell me why, if it didn't even bring me more joy this time playing it than it did when I was 12. I don't know. Yeah, because would you say it's almost like an escape and, and brings it's you escape. back to a place that, that you love and that you... You know, that holds a, pl- a special place in your heart. Would you say that? I would say it, Jess. Mm. That is what is being said. So what do you want to say to us, then? Well, the I people mean, you've talked crap on for years. Because I have. You've, I think, you've dragged us through the mud. I think Disney adults are so weird. People that mm-hmm. enjoy... I went, to, I went to Disney a year ago. Almost a year ago to the day. I was like, how in the world could anybody enjoy this as an adult? How in the world <laughs> would you? I don't get it. It's a lot. You have to admit, it's a lot. It's literally more enjoyable as an adult, though. So, like, I think, no, I finally get. Same thing. Okay, so, like, there's another group of people that I also don't understand. It's anybody that still collects toys as an adult. Mm -hmm. I never have understood you. If it's even, like, old collectibles or people that collect, like, even, like, the new, like, uh, what's the one with the the big eyes? The Pops. Never Mm -hmm. understood it. Seemed childish to me. Until this week, and I finally reconnected with something from my childhood, and I was like, I think I get it. <laughs> Good. So, to every everyone out there that's just stuck with that one childhood thing, you just can't see, get, seem to get over. But if it brings you joy, I apologize. Disney adults, you are seen, you are heard, and you are loved today. On Monday, we just said called Mom's Monday Motivation on this show. In case you've never been here for this, this is my mom all the way from Georgia, who's an extremely motivational person. So much so that we actually turned her into a podcast. Uh, I do do a podcast with her every day called Certified Mama's Boy. You can get it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. But for the radio show, it's just called Mom's Monday Motivation. So all the way from Georgia. Hi, Mom. Hi, honeys. What you got for us today? Okay, it's from Mother Teresa. Be happy in the moment. That's enough. Each moment is all we need, not more. If we could all learn to live in the moment, I promise you, we would have the most satisfying lives. But we are always thinking ahead or we're looking behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so hard to just be present where you are yeah. and look for the good things that are going on yeah. and look for the people around you that love you and care for you. And I'm looking out of the beautiful sky right now. I mean, there's so much in every moment that we miss in life. I think that what I'm really struggling with right now is doing both at the same time. 
Uh, as I'm starting to get more serious about dating, I find myself not only looking forward to be like, oh my God, well, what if, what if this person, what if with this person, what if, what if, what if, what if, but then also looking back and be like, oh my God, it hurts so much. And like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think I'm just going to go back to not caring about dating anymore because <laughs> it's just a whole lot easier. But it's really where I have to like put that into play. Jess, you probably felt the same way about your surgery last week, right? Like it's probably pretty hard for you and multiple times to like not worry too much about the future. Well, I think um, that that was one thing that it was it was taking over my life. It yeah. was giving me massive anxiety, um, not just the surgery itself, but what kind of effect it could have on me, and you know when I want to have a family and all these things. And so, the thought process of all of those things all at once was crippling. When a lot of yes. people just kind of had to bring me back down to earth, and mm-hmm. you just have to focus on what you're doing and you're wasting energy when you're thinking about stuff that could be because you don't know what's going to happen. And if it does happen, then you handle it then. But there's no point in basically, you know, freezing yourself and not being able to move because you're so worried about, you know, the past or the future. It's hard. Yes. And let me tell you this too, is, is I know that you don't have to wait. This is the, and this is my problem is don't wait until something crazy happens to start practicing that kind of idea. Right, because yeah. what's going to happen right. is you're going to go into hysteria, and you're not going to remember any of that unless you've been practicing this every day of really trying. So you can start like right now in this moment, like what's happening today? Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Something awful may happen to the end of the day, and nothing will matter in the future. It doesn't matter, or what happened before didn't happen. It, you don't know. You don't know what the future brings. So you deal with what you can the best in the moment. But you got to start practicing it mm-hmm. right now. So, yes, we the call more that, you practice it, the more natural it becomes. Yeah, it's very true. It's Mom's mm-hmm. Monday Motivation. We also have a podcast called Certified Mama's Boy over on the Odyssey mm-hmm. app or wherever you get your podcast. And so, until next week, Mom, I love you. Okay, love you guys forever. The Baltimore Top 3 with Jess. Number 3. Ocean City Running Festival is coming this fall to the waterfront. It's the second new running event announced by Corrigan Sports, which is also launching the Annapolis Running Festival coming up in March. Festival officials hope to bring at least 3,500 runners for the first year of the Ocean City event, which will take place October 28th. And it's going to feature a full marathon, half marathon with 8K and 5K runs, which will cover most of the boardwalk. So if you want more info, you can visit OCMDRunFest.com. Okay, so earlier in the show, I was talking about how I don't understand. I finally, I'm finally starting to understand Disney adults about how like there's something nostalgic from childhood that like yeah. always brings you back. I don't think I'll ever be able to understand people that like to run for fun. Yeah, marathon people, a different breed. It's a very di- special, special. I mean, it's you're you're. I think you're like you have special powers, honestly. It's just I can't understand the mentality because I've been. I've, I'm trying. Like, listen, I'm I run because I know it makes me feel better, but I would never do it just for fun. If anybody was like, you want to just go wake up and run for like a hobby? I'd say, no, not it. Number two. Valentine's Day is just a couple weeks away. And according to an annual survey from the National Retail Federation, Americans are planning to spend $25.9 billion on Valentine's Day this year. That's up from last year's $23.9 billion, and it's actually the second highest year for spending since they first started tracking in 2004. 7,600 Marylanders were also polled, and the study found that 52% plan to celebrate the holiday and will spend an average of $192 
$3.80. And Maryland millennials plan to spend $336 to celebrate, which is going to be the most of any age group in the state. What do you think you'll spend on Garage Boy? Prob- like, well, what, there's what, something like- I do kind of want to get him already. So I feel like... And what's that, what's um, that run? Huh? What's that run? What's the price of that item? Don't you have to tell us what it is, but like, what's the... It's like a, it's like a little over 120 bucks. Damn. And that's just a box. But of also, it's nowadays. like her first Valentine's Day's fiance, it, it, so it, I feel it, like it, I need to like no, pop right. off. <laughs> you what? know what I mean? He was just taking hey. care of me. I was like at the hospital. I put that man through a lot the last couple of days. At least I can pop off for Valentine's Day. If, if you play this game forever, though, you're never not going to be broke because next year's going to be or next year. Like this is our this is our first Valentine's Day of the year that we're going to get married. <laughs> Exactly. So I feel like I, I feel like I'm just gonna have to be broke for the next three. So this one, fiancés, we're almost gonna be married, and the next one, our first Valentine's Day, is married people, and then after that, we can like you know just go Chill. back to Chili's like we usually do. Okay, good. Number one. ABC has announced that after an internal review into their relationship, Good Morning America co-host Amy Robach and TJ Holmes will not be returning to the program and also have to leave the network. The two were placed on a hiatus from the show back in December after the anchors, each married to other people, were spotted having an affair. Holmes has since filed for divorce from his wife, though neither he or Amy has actually confirmed the romantic scandal and neither have commented on the announcement from ABC. However, hours after the announcement, the couple was seen being very affectionate on a sidewalk in Los Angeles. What do you think? Why do you think they would do that? Here's because here's my here was my thought process. And tell me if you agreed with this. Mm-hmm. I felt like ABC kind of loved this situation. Totally. When's the last time anyone gave a damn about Good Morning America? Never. Like when's Wait, the last that's time? Mean. No, Does but that seriously. Mean to say? No, I mean like, but seriously, when's the last time the, the most of us? In our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Let's not do. Let's not do Good Morning America. Let's say GMA three because that was like their side side, you know. Program. I didn't even know GMA three existed. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't even know that was a thing. Did you Did you know that? Honestly, honestly, did you know that existed before we started talking about this? No, I didn't. I didn't. So I thought that they would like kind of love this attention, but and keep them. Yeah, but something really bad must have happened. It must have been bad enough to where they know. Behind the scenes, like other like other people were going to continue yeah. coming out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. This is Jess, and that was your top three. Kramer and Jess. Mega. Mega. Tries. Minute. Mix 106.5. Right. This could get really interesting today. $500 gas car on the line. Really good chance to win it. Caller 30 is playing today. Who is this? Oh, my goodness. Good morning. It's Beth and Abby. Hi, guys. Oh, good morning. How are we feeling? Fantastic. Are we feeling like we're going to be able to do this today? Yes. Okay. Well, then let's let's just knock this out then. Let's just do it. Oh, my God. Y'all, this is a 10. <laughs> this, this is a 10-question trivia game that we play. It's very interesting today because we've already given you 10 questions and 9 of the answers. There's a, there's a 95% chance of this going correctly. But pay close attention because if these guys can't do it today... Tuesday, we're coming back with the exact same 10 questions, and we're going to try it again. Uh, There are a couple of rules. Jess? If you get one wrong, you're out. If you mispronounce the answer, you're out. If you take longer than 60 seconds to answer all 10 questions, you're out. If we don't get the questions all the way out, you're out. But if you get all 10 questions right within one minute, you are winning a $500 gas card fueled by Shell at Dashin. You ready? 
Yes. Okay, now we just really quick, Jess and, uh, Jess and I have decided since Jess is working from home today as she's recovering from her surgery, I'm still going to go through all the questions because we don't want there to be Make any sure kind of, you don't no kind of latency issues. No. Yeah, kind we of don't want to lag or anything. No yeah, lagging. so everyone has a fair chance so of time. Jess will be a spectator today. I'm going to take a really deep breath. And are we ready for this? Yes. 60 seconds starts now. Question number one, do you want it to snow? No. Correct. Question number two, when was Westmore sworn in as governor? January 18th. Correct. Question number three, what's the name of the 82-year-old Maryland man that TikTok helped afford to retire? Butch Marion. Correct. Question number four, how many weeks was Taylor Swift's anti-hero, the billboard number one? Eight weeks. Correct. Question number five, what is Jess's wedding date? May 4th, 2024. Correct. Question number six, what is the title of the Ravens documentary premiering on ESPN next week, um, next month? Bullies of Baltimore. Correct. Question number seven. When does the Lunar New Year begin? January 22nd. Correct. Question number eight. What wedding advice did I give Jess to help pay for her wedding? To make people pay. Correct. Question number nine. What type of a shark tooth was found by a nine-year-old Maryland girl recently? Megalodon. Correct. Question number 10. How long is the Dash In Buy One Get One Free Sandwich Coupon valid through? March 28th. You guys. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> you guys. We just won $500 of free gas thanks to Dash in. How do you feel? Oh my God, fantastic. This is so needed right now. Oh my God. I am so happy for you guys, man. That just makes me so happy. That's how this game works. If you keep listening, you can hear the questions the day before. It's just progressive, progressive, progressive. And now you guys got 500 bucks in free. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much. You're welcome. Jess went into surgery on Friday. We knew that. You weren't here on Friday's show. We were all sending you the best wishes. But what happened, I don't think any of us could have imagined. What in the world? So when I went into surgery on on Friday, the whole point was to remove a submucosal fibroid that they had found on my uterus, which um, was the explanation for all the terrible things that were going on with my period. It was very painful, lower back pain, insane cramps, um, just like an unnecessary amount of bleeding. At one point I was just like bleeding every day and it was getting really hard. And so after trying to figure out what we could do, um, we ultimately had to make the decision to have surgery on Friday. And so after I got out, my doctor went to my fiance garage boy as they do to like let them know how everything went and she was shocked herself when she told him that the the fibroid wasn't there anymore and she had shown him um an ultra like a photo of my uterus that they took and basically explaining to him that this is where it was supposed to be from the previous ultrasound that i had taken and it wasn't there anymore gone mm-hmm like it never even existed. Mm-hmm. How did you feel when you heard that news? 
I mean, like, what the at hell first was I was at first I was confused because because there were certain things after the surgery. Some of the nurses let me know that like did not take place, and I was like, well, why didn't they do this part in there? Like, we're not sure. I don't know why she chose not to do this. And then um, when Garage Boy told me that it wasn't there anymore, I was confused at first. <laughs> like, wait, like, did she not like? Did they miss it? Did, did like, they screw something? That, that'd be the first thing that went in my head. Like, who screwed up? Right. Like, somebody yeah, I was like, what happened? Screwed up in this situation. Yeah, I was really, really confused at first, and just like I, and again, I'm just like out of it, and I don't know what's going on. And then after the fact, I just. Just for me personally, I'm a very spiritual person. And I think, um, I just, I really think that it probably, I really believe that it was just all the, just all of my family and friends and all of you that were praying for me and, and sending me just all these kind messages and thoughts. And I, I, I don't have any other way to explain it, but it just felt so like those probably I've never had surgery before. And I was I was really upset. I was really scared the day of I was having a really hard time. And um, I felt so much support from everyone. I mean, it's like you spend every morning with us, but you've never met me. You know, like I've never seen you in person. And I had so many women sharing their stories with me and just telling me that they're wishing me well. And just so many people praying for me outside of my family and friends and I really believe that that had something to do with it and you know with these kinds of things I know sometimes they can they can come back and I don't know if this is like the end of this process for me but as of right now they're not there and so I have a follow-up appointment in about two weeks just to kind of see what the next step is if a next step is necessary yeah um but that's where we're at right now I'm having such a hard time wrapping my head around this. I'm a spiritual person too. But for like to see something and for it just to disappear with like nothing, like with no type of treatment at all, it's just like, what in the world? First things first, so happy you're okay. Not just physically, but like mentally, because I know this has been weighing on your soul now for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you've been really upset about it, more so than I think we've even let on to on the radio. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad this is over, at least for now. I'm glad that like everything went well. Have you, have you ever heard of a story like this before? Honestly, I've never in my life heard of a story of somebody that had a diagnosis and then it just mysteriously disappeared before. I don't even know we should search for phone calls for stuff like this, but if that's if that sounds like you, have you heard of this? Dolores in Westminster, good morning. Good morning. This happened to you? It did. What it happened? Did. What happened? Uh, back in 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer of the left breast. I had surgery to remove the cancer, um, but I chose, in my gut, I just chose just, Something just didn't feel right about going through with chemo and radiation. So um, I chose not to, and everything was clear on the left. Um, Six months later, I went back for follow-up mammogram, and the doctor came in and said, I think it's back in the right breast, on the right side. So they immediately did a second scan, slightly different than the first one, a little bit more, more detailed, and 
while I'm waiting for the results of this, I'm very spiritual. I believe in God. I believe in healing and the healing of prayer and miracles. And I do believe that God can heal us. And I prayed the entire time while I was waiting. And when the doctor brought me back, they pulled both images up that were taken that very same day. One image showed multiple small little tumors all over my right breast. And the second image they took was completely clean. So... How do you, like, so, so how do you digest that? Like, how do you digest that? Um, I believe that God healed it. I, um, I believe through faith and prayer that he healed me so that I could share this with others. Man. Thank you for calling us. So, and I'm, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so happy that I'm, you know, you've been cancer free and for, for sharing that with us yeah, today. Honestly. I'm, I'm thankful for you, and I'll continue to pray for you, too. So you. nice. Thank you for calling us. 410-583-1065. This stuff is just, like, blowing my mind this morning, man. Uh, Miss Jackie, what's what happened with you? This is your mom, yeah? So my mother was diagnosed in the late 80s with uterine cancer, yeah. and it was advanced. And so the doctors were going to go in and do complete hysterectomy and all that stuff. Yeah. So she, you know, let my aunts and all know that um, that she was very sick. Right. And they started a prayer chain. Mm-hmm. Her, my aunts, all the cousins, the church people, everybody was praying for my mother. Yeah. And yeah. when they opened her up, there was no cancer. There was none. And she was advanced in the advanced stages. Yes. How so how do you how do you wrap your head around that, honestly? My mother was a very godly woman. Yeah. And she believed in the power of prayer yeah. and all of her family believed in the power of prayer. I yeah. believe in the power of prayer because I have been healed a lot. God has always had me. I, I'm not a church goer, yeah. but I believe in God, and I pray every day. I pray for Jeff. Aww, you know, I pray for you. you. Well, may, maybe, and, maybe this is you then, Miss Jackie. Maybe we got you to thank for this. What in the world? Thank you so no, much. No, no, don't thank me. Thank God, because he <laughs> yeah. is just, he's it. Miss Jackie, when I'm going through something hard, I'm going to call you, because I might need your kind of prayers. It's, <laughs> hey. You know what? And and I pray for you every day, Kramer, because Lord knows you you need all the help you can get, honey. <laughs> I'm gonna take you're that. You're so sweet, Miss Jackie. I'm gonna take that in the nicest way possible, Miss Jackie. You know you're one of oh, our favorites. Absolutely. Thank you so oh, much. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're, you're quite welcome. I really enjoy listening to you guys, and I'm so happy for Jack. Let me give it one more second while we. Go back and explain the story of it because this we were all so concerned. I know you were even concerned as a Friday show how this was going to happen. Um, we do a segment called Talk Me Out of It where we ask listeners to call us and tell us an idea they have that feels somewhat crazy. And then we, you, me, Jess, all try to either tell them to go for it or we talk them out of it. Actually, is it okay? This is the clip. This is the clip from Friday's show with Anonymous' situation just to catch you up. Um, I got a roommate off Craigslist, and we're signed into a lease together. But at the beginning of the year, she came home with a cat. There was no discussion, didn't ask me if I was okay with it. I just came home from work, and 
there was this cat in a litter box. Well, yeah, every weekend she drives to Philly to see her boyfriend, and she doesn't take the cat with her. She just leaves it in her room with the door closed with the litter box and food and water. But when she's not there, the cat does this screeching howl all day and all night long. And I can't sleep. I can't even watch TV without this cat screaming over it. So the cat is one of those cats that if the door is open, they'll bolt out of it. Yeah. So she's going to Philly this weekend. And I swear if it's the same situation we've had the past few weeks, I'm going to leave the front door open and see what happens. So that is what we were left with. The commitment that was made was that she was going to call us back at 8.20 this morning. I just keep waiting watching the phone, but I don't. Does anybody else know? Uh, so we just we always ask to hear like what happens with these situations, right? Yeah, and yeah. if nobody's calling, we have to go into what we call a talk-me-out-of-it unsolved mystery. Where... Since we don't know what happened, since we didn't hear, maybe we will, but as of right now, we have no idea how this whole thing went. So we kind of just go around the studio and give our best assumption of what she did. Jess, knowing what you know, going into Friday's show, or I guess it was Thursday, Friday was the day her roommate was supposed to leave. Uh Did she do it? Did she let the cat go, or do you think she... Unfortunately, I do think that she let the cat go. I felt like she was so set in her ways when we spoke with her last week. And she was just so angry and fed up. And despite all the points that we brought up to her about talking to the roommate, uh, what about the cat's safety, uh, all of these things. I just, I think she did it. And she didn't want to call us back because she doesn't want to hear the end of it. It makes sense. I mean, part of me wants to hope that she just didn't do it, but maybe she felt... I think maybe what happened is because so many of you guys were calling in saying, like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, that maybe she, like, snapped out of it and was like, I'm not going to do it, but I'm also not going to call back and say I didn't do it because I feel guilty for calling in the first place. No, or she did or she did it, and she feels so... And she didn't expect to feel so guilty after she did it, so now she can't even talk about it. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it... Give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com.